0: Don't wait. Visit com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save.
1: Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com.
0: Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com com.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is the power and properties of crystals and stones. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it.
3: We choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated later in the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers.
2: Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names. We apologize. We apologize. Neither of us have any particular knowledge of mineralogy, Wicca, or New Age beliefs. If we have missed anything, we apologize. And we are going to talk about healing. For medical attention, always contact a licensed physician.
3: Apparently, crystals and crystal healing are becoming big business. Here's a quote from an article entitled, The New Stone Age, How Crystals Became a Magical Style Trend, from the London Guardian newspaper from February of 2018. Quote, Wellness is taking over the world. The latest figures from the Global Wellness Institute, a not-for-profit organization that unpacks where we are at with health, wealth and self, values the industry at $3.7 trillion or 2.6 trillion pounds globally. On one hand, this is not surprising. The tentacular, tentacular reach of Goop alongside a litany of yogas, meditation, supplements and books have firmly rooted wellness into our everyday routines. The one thing that might surprise you is that the complementary alternative, alternative medicine market alone is now worth almost $200 billion. Crystals are arguably one of the breakout stars of this whole business. There has, al- there, are also, there has also been a 40% increase in Google searches for crystal healing in the past four years, a percentage that generally spikes in January. New Year, New You, and February, a combination of the winter doldrums and Valentine's Day. Got a problem? There's probably a crystal for that, unquote. A trillion is one followed by 12 zeros, or a thousand billion. To put $3.7 trillion in context, the current United States defense budget is quoted as being less than a trillion dollars.
2: Isn't Goop the company started by Hollywood actress Gwyneth Paltrow?
3: I'm not up on popular culture. I'll have to, I will have to quote from Wikipedia. Quote, Goop is a company owned by actress Gwyneth Paltrow. It was launched as a lifestyle brand by Paltrow in September of 2008, beginning as a weekly email newsletter providing New Age advice such as please your thoughts and eliminate white foods, and the slogan nourish the inner aspect. A lifestyle website was later added, and then Goop expanded into e-commerce, collaborating with fashion brands, launching pop-up shops, holding a wellness summit, and launching a print magazine, unquote.
2: Who would have a belief in the power of crystals or stones?
3: A bunch of well-known names, according to the 2018 Guardian article, as follows, quote, Regardless of whether Crystal's work, interest in them has deepened in so-called spiritual circles and among the business elite, but also in vogue. Jessica Diner, the magazine's beauty director, has them on her bedside table. Naomi Campbell carries black tourmaline and rose quartz in her handbag before her shows. Victoria Beckham lines a catwalk with black obsidian in an attempt to ward off negative energy. Adele attributes her hiccups at last year's Grammys to her losing her beloved collection. The model, Monroe Bergdorf, wears crystals in her clothes, following a strict rotation that includes labradorite, fluorite and selenite. The ones that really help me in the transitional periods and ele- elevate my spirit, she told Vogue. The whole witchy vibe is what I'm all about, unquote.
2: Before we continue, I'm sure you can't wait to explain a little about crystals and stones.
3: Yes, and that which witchy vibe re- re- reference is interesting. Witchy suggests wicker, while vibe is short for vibration. They used to talk about good and bad vibes in the 70s when interesting crystals and stones were thought to a peak. But let's look at wiki for a definition of a crystal. A crystal or crystalline solid is a solid material whose constituents such as atoms, molecules, or ions, are arranged in a highly ordered microscopic structure, forming a crystal lattice that extends in all directions. In addition, macroscopic single crystals are usually identifiable by their geometric shape, consisting of flat faces with specific characteristic orientations, unquote.
2: So the chunky ones are single crystals, with some of them transparent, while others are colored and translucent. But what are stones, as in polished stones, that aren't transparent?
3: These can be thought of as rocks or as polycrystals as explained by Wikipedia. Quote, examples of large crystals include snowflakes, diamonds, and table salt. Most inorganic solids are not crystals, but polycrystals, i.e. many microscopic crystals fused together into a single solid. Examples of polycrystals include most metals, rocks, ceramics, and ice. A third category of solids is amorphous solids, where the atoms have no periodic structure whatsoever. Examples of amorphous solids include glass, wax, and many plastics. If light is not scattered or absorbed, a crystal is transparent. Polycrystals, in the case of stones, will reflect light and won't be transparent. The colour of crystals generally depends on small levels of impurities, Gemstones are crystals that are cut and polished, but are often just referred to as stones.
2: Going back to the witchy vibe, do some crystals vibrate?
3: Yes, they do. And this is very important in electronics, notably for crystals exhibiting the piezoelectric effect, for which movement of atoms allows for wave propagation within crystals. Crystals exhibiting the piezoelectric effect are, for example, used in cell phones to help generate the radio signal. The electric crystals have many uses, but here are some quotes from Nikola Tesla regarding crystals. Quote, in crystal we have a pure evidence of the existence of a formative life principle. And although in spite of everything we cannot understand the life of crystals, it is still a living being. Crystals are living beings at the beginning of creation. All things have a frequency and a vibration, Unquote.
2: It appears that our modern society depends on crystals and their properties, not, a, not and for self, and even in cell phones. Regarding the witchy vibe, do crystals actually appear in witchcraft?
3: If by witchcraft you mean wicca, as introduced in 1954 by Gerald Gardner, then multiple websites have information. Witchcraft and witches' website provides an overview. Quote, for neo-pagans, however, a crystal is a mineral capable of receiving, storing, transmitting, or amplifying vibrational energy and is often used as a tool for healing, prophecy, or communication. Like candles, crystals and gemstones play a big part in most rituals in Wicca. Different crystals are associated with different elements and are believed to have different powers, magical properties, and attributes, unquote.
2: So crystals and stones are important in Wicca, even though in its modern form, it has only been around for something like 70 years.
3: Yes, as well as Wicca, there's all sorts of references to the powers and properties of crystals and stones, including from New Age sources and in the readings of sleeping prophet Edgar Casey. Let's look at an overview of Casey's work from the noted psychic Craig Hamilton Parker from his and his wife's website, psychics.co.uk as follows quote, current interest in the healing and protective power of crystals can be traced to some writings about american psychic edgar casey and many scattered references to crystals in his readings edgar casey 1877 to 1945 was one of the most influential psychics of all time when he died he left a unique resource complete transcripts of over 1600 readings Given in the last decades of his life to hundreds of people who came to him for help and advice. Casey considered lapis lazuli to be one of the most important stones for protection. While in a trance, he is recorded as saying, Lapis ligurius would bring much that will act in a way as will be termed a protective influence if kept about the entity. In fact, lapis lazuli is the most often mentioned gem material in Casey's readings. And can have a number of spiritual qualities. Casey speaks of how high the electrical vibration of this gem material can strengthen and aid the person, as well as create a better relationship between the mental and spiritual selves. It's also said to bring life, vitality, and healing. Casey also recommended beryl and scarab for their protective qualities. There is also a type of giant crystal connected to Atlantis, mentioned by Edgar Casey several times.
2: What did Edgar Casey have to say about Atlantis and giant crystals?
3: Well, he said quite a bit, but I think we're going to have to uh, start with that after the break. So can you take us into the break, Justina?
2: Yes, we'll continue after the break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net.
4: And on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxonradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net.
2: to too good to be true and before the break we are just about to discuss Edgar Casey, Atlantis and giant crystals
3: yes the following is from the talk website regarding technological advancements in the lost history of mankind quote based on certain esoteric and occult books and the readings from Edgar Casey, it took the Atlanteans some 200,000 years to advance to a technologically high level of development kc 364-4 Early on, they already learned to use gas for transport balloons made from animal skins, discovered electricity, and at later at later times, they developed flying ships, advanced forms of communication, and the power plant, which operated through the use of a great crystal that could capture and store the energy gathered from the sun, the moon, and other cosmic energies. Initially, the energy of the great crystal had been used as a spiritual tool for those who could handle the great energy. Later, it was used for rejuvenation of the human body and the transmission of energy throughout the land, like radio waves which powered crafts and vehicles that traverse the land through the sky and under the sea at the speed of of sound. They were also able to levitate huge stones by altering and nullifying gravity through a higher understanding of the workings of nature, sound and vibrations. The crystal had been referred to as the Towie Stone or Firestone and had been described as huge in size, six-sided, cylindrical in length, prismatic in shape and opalescent, almost transparent, and could be tuned to various levels to produce power. The crystal was housed in a dome where insulation, insulation materials akin to as- asbestos were used. This probably means that the crystal could generate a large amount of heat and the scattered conserved light issuing forth. From all the facets would mean that the crystal would be glowing with light, thus, the name Forest Stone would be appropriate. Unquote.
2: I expect there may be the idea that once the crystals had an issue, there went the civilization.
3: Yes, the talk article continues Quote, The disaster that caused the second period of disturbances starting around 28,000 BC was due to the overtuning or overcharging of their largest crystal generator which was lo- located near the so-called Bermuda Triangle in the area of the islands off Bermuda in the Atlantic Ocean. As incredible amounts of energy were stored inside something like an underground battery and eventually got overloaded and caused a massive explosion, one can imagine that would lead to some major disturbances within the Earth's crust, and because of this, the sinking of much landmass.
2: But before we move on from Edgar Casey, what did he have to say about the healing properties of crystals and stones? The giant crystals in Atlantis were stated as provi- providing rejuvenation.
3: Here's a quote from the Kayla Garnet Rose website. Quote, Edgar Casey believed that every living body emanates both physical and spiritual vibrations, which produces different tones, much like the vibration that is created when the string of a musical instrument is played. He recommended gemstones, metals and minerals in his life readings as they can give off particular vibrations such as color and can raise the tone of the body to a higher vibration with healing results. Energy medicine works by raising the vibrations in the body and by releasing blockages caused by emotional traumas or health issues. In Eastern thought, there are seven primary energy centers known as chakras that relate to certain organs and human needs, each with an associated color. These energy vortexes can be activated for healing using vibrational medicine. We also have several subtle energy fields around our bodies, including the astral mental and causal layers, which energy medicine can help to tune, open up, release, transform, and heal heal these layers by enlivening them, enlivening and energizing them. The article continues. Casey especially recommended the use of lapis Three kinds of lapis are: one, lapis lazuli, well known in Egypt for the decorating, for decorating the coffins of the pharaohs, and used for psychic development, general health, and protection; two, lapis ligarius, found on the northwest coast of Italy, and could be an old word for zircon, a green stone used for protection rites; chrysocolla or turquoise, possibly Larimar as well. Unquote. Kayla Garnett-Rose, Ph.D., is a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and mindfulness coach.
2: What are crystal color and lamara?
3: Crystal color is a mineral containing copper and silicon, ranging from light green to deep blue. Laramara is typically blue to green blue and is described on the Crystal Links website as follows. Quote, Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, 1877 to 1945, Indicated that part of Atlantis could be found in the Caribbean. He also indicated that one would find a blue stone with extraordinary healing attributes. Description that corresponds to Larimer, unquote. Larimer contains silicon, sodium, calcium, and oxygen, among other elements.
2: So how do you use crystals and stones to make use of their properties?
3: Let's look in more detail uh, in Wicca. Here's a quote from the Wicca Spells website, which mentions crystals rather than stones. Quote, crystals are used in magic because of their power to conduct magical energy. When you are working with a crystal, your energy and power are focused into the crystal and blend with the magical properties the crystal already possesses. This combined energy makes your spells and workings all the more powerful. The first thing to do when working with crystals is to cleanse them of any residual energy that it may hold. There are different ways to do this. You can place a crystal under running water, let it sit in the full moon, bury the crystal in the earth, or even use sage to cleanse the energy, unquote. Uses claimed by the website including, include promoting rest and relaxation, or to help you remember and interpret dreams, or promote communication, honesty, and concentration. Other uses include supercharging spells or intentions, or as an energy cleanser to clear out negative energy or to direct energy to where you want it to go.
2: What do New Age believers have to say about the use of crystals and stones?
3: That probably depends on the source. There's nothing official or organized about the New Age. Generally, it is about clearing negativity and healing. Here is an overview from the Sedona New Age Store website. Modern healers also use crystals and gemstones to affect a particular outcome, because of the entity's ability to transform and conduct energy. Pyramids focus and amplify energy. Crystal balls disperse energy in all directions, and clusters vibrate in a different way from single crystals, and as a result, are very good at dissipating negative energy. Place a crystal cluster in your work environment if you're experiencing negativity from various individuals, and observe the results." Just for the record, crystal balls are made of glass and are therefore are amorphous and do not have a crystal structure.
2: How are crystals or stones used in Reiki healing?
3: There is a the use of Reiki stones for Reiki healing, meditation, chakra balancing, or to attune and cleanse the aura. Each stone has a color corresponding to the color of each of the seven chakras. There is also the Reiki crystal grid, which apparently amplifies the qualities and energy of the other stones with lines of high-frequency light linking the stones and creating a vortex of energy.
2: We have only talked about a few different crystal or stone types. What other crystals or stones are there, and what are their properties?
3: For properties, I guess the exact answer depends on where you look. I looked up examples from the Allura and the Gemrock Auctions website. The Allura website refers to magic with a K as in Wicca, while the Gemrock Auctions website is generic. But rather than being repetitive, we can describe examples when we go through the questions.
2: Okay, why don't you start with the first question?
3: What has prompted the recent upswing in the commercial interest and in the popularity of crystals and stones?
2: Basically, house stones have been incorporated in many different ways, so they went from something that just existed to something being incorporated in everyday objects, such as getting installed lamps, incorporated into jewelry, into furniture, etc., so they became more mainstream, where their beauty was more seen, so before stones were seen as something like diamonds, emeralds, etc., at these high-value objects but a lot of people forgot about these stones that don't nearly cost as much. They're still beautiful and still can be incorporated. So in a way, it was the movement of feng shui, the new age perspective, and creating a space that people like to be in.
3: What are the benefits of salt lamps?
2: So salt lamps actually bring, you could say, positive energy. So just having them in a space brings us positive energy with the Himalayan salt, since so it's natural salt. So your body needs salt, the environment usually has salt. So salt, in a way, is something that is a positive thing to have around. So it's not completely scientific that it has these miraculous healing properties or anything like that. It's just something for positive energy and incorporating the positive energy into a space.
3: Why are some of the rich and famous apparently open about their beliefs regarding the power of crystals and stones when their beliefs may go against popular opinion?
2: The times are changing, so the belief in stones is really changing compared to where it was before. So even before it was more the hippies, the new age people, who were the ones with the stones. However, in other cultures, stones and crystals have been used in healing for a very long time and are incorporated into different cultures. So there are the two different aspects where times are changing, plus that other cultures are being incorporated into traditional Western culture.
3: Does black tourmaline have the claim power to protect against negativity of all kinds and the ability to transmute negative energy into positive energy?
2: So the simple answer is yes, but the more complicated answer is that with any crystal or stone or any healing, there's always an the intention behind it. So yes, this could be done, but any crystal or stone is not a guarantee that negative energy won't come and that will have these properties. So there are two things of actually getting the crystal or stone, but also using the crystal or stone in the correct way.
3: I think we have to go into the break, Justina.
2: Yes, we'll continue after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and P. Marsh on the Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. to be true and before the break we're going through the questions and the psychic insight about the power and properties of crystals and stones so dad can you please continue with the questions
3: sure thank you justina does rose quartz aid self-healing on a deep level vibrating an energy of pure love and light or being helpful for emotional trauma yes does black obsidian embody light and ethereal energy to instantly heal and shield the aura from negative energy
2: that could be said, yes.
3: Can labradorite realign the energy centers within the body to help develop psychic abilities?
2: That could be said.
3: Can fluorite absorb and neutralize negative vibrations, strengthening the analytical mind to enhance concentration?
2: Again, it would have to be used properly, but yes, in some ways, yes.
3: Can selenite clear the aura of negative energies and emotions to deliver a clarity of mind?
2: That could be said, yes.
3: Is the intention more important than the crystal or stone type?
2: Basically, it is a pairing. So there has to be a pairing between the correct crystals. For example, with quartz, you wouldn't necessarily use quartz as a protection factor. So there needs to be a unique crystal chosen along with the intention. However, there are also some crystals that aren't really assigned to anything. So there are different crystals in different types. So the advice is walk into a crystal shop and go towards what calls to you, so which ones you are actually drawn to, and then use those with intentions that you have. So there are manuals, yes, but it is not always going with the manuals.
3: Are there more possibilities for the technological use of crystals than already identified, such as taking advantage of the piezoelectric effect for which atomic movement allows for wave propagation?
2: Yes, there's a lot more to be discovered. So each crystal is unique in its properties and how it was formed. So in general, there could be many different uses, both practical and industrial.
3: Are single crystals rather than polycrystals, as in stones, more powerful or doesn't it make any difference?
2: It depends on the use. So it really depends on some stones that are formed are, you could say, are more powerful in a way, while crystals are also powerful in their own ways. So again, it depends on their use and what the person is trying to do with a stone or crystal.
3: Why did Nikola Tesla state, In crystal we have a pure evidence of the existence of a formative life principle. And, vo- and although in spite of everything we cannot understand the life cycle, life of crystals, it is still a living being.
2: Basically, it's a description of how crystals have their own energy. So crystals are unique in how they form, how they come from the earth. In a way, it is almost a gift from the earth. So the earth takes so long to form it and then changes something not so beautiful into something that's very beautiful. So each crystal and even rock has its own life form in a way where it's molded from the living earth. But it's also thought of to be dead since rocks are obviously not something that has life such as a plant, for example. However, crystals and rocks are formed from the earth that are living in a sort of way.
3: This energy we talk about, is it something we can measure or is it something not obvious through the the use of scientific instruments?
2: So in a way, it's both. So the technology is not advanced enough to measure the energy of everything. So everything has energy, such as the atomic particles you can think of on that scale. So that type of energy would be able to be measured. But again, non-living objects cannot be measured at this time. But there's also this kind of living earth energy that it gives off, such as healing energy. So it's kind of a mix of both, which is an interesting thing. The earth, as you can think of it as a solid chunk of rock, creates these magical crystals and rocks that are all, almost every single one unique. You will not find two crystals that are the same exact way. So in a way, it's hard to wrap a human mind around it, since there is the living creatures, the living plants... But there are also these so-called dead objects that the Earth creates.
3: Why did Nikola Tesla state, Crystals are living beings at the beginning of creation?
2: Since they are what basically the Earth is made out of. So without the rock, without the crystals, without all of that, there would be no life, there would be no plants, there wouldn't be any animals. It's the foundation that holds everything up.
3: Why did Nikola Tesla also state, All things have a frequency and a vibration.
2: Since that's true, everything has its own particles, its own subatomic level of how they are built up. But there is also the bigger picture where everything has its own energy. So everything has its own energy, which at this point cannot be seen or measured by humans yet.
3: Generally, are crystals capable of receiving, storing, transmitting or amplifying vibrational energy?
2: If used properly, yes.
3: In Wicca, besides healing, can crystals be used for prophecy or communication? Yes. Why do crystals and gemstones apparently play a key part in Wicca rituals?
2: Since to the Wiccans, it's very important for them to connect back to the earth. So it's this whole connection to the earth and they using these crystals, rocks, and stones to achieve it.
3: Can there be a placebo effect associated with a belief in a crystal or stone? having special powers or properties?
2: Yes, of course, anything can be a placebo effect in its own way. So for example, even in medicine, there are sugar pills where people will take them. They will feel better or worse depending on the placebo effect will occur. So this could even be correlated to something such as pennies where people have a placebo effect about a certain penny. So yes, anything could be a placebo.
3: Can the current interest in the healing and protective power crystals be traced to the writings of American psychic Edgar Cayce?
2: Yes and no. So yes, it can be traced, but it also can be traced to many other cultures and fakirs too.
3: Just to explain, a fakir as appearing in Hindu or Islam culture it could be described as a kind of monk, guru or yogi. Moving on, as indicated by Edgar Casey, can Lapis Ligurius bring a protective influence? Yes. As indicated by Edgar Casey, does Lapis Ligurius have a high electrical vibration that can strengthen and aid people as well as creating better relationship between the mental and spiritual self and also bring live vitality and healing? Yes. As also indicated by Edgar Casey, do Beryl and Scarab have protective qualities? Yes. Did commonly available crystals and stones in Atlantis look like the crystals and stones of today?
2: Yes and no. So obviously over time, some are going to look very different. However, some of them look very similar, yes.
3: Say if we had a piece of quartz at the time of Atlantis and nothing much happened to it, would it look the same today? Yes. Regarding education in Atlantis, did it take Atlantean some... 200,000 years to advance to a technologically high level of development including aircraft advanced forms of communication and power plants using great crystals.
2: To achieve any crystal techniques it would take a very long time, yes?
3: Is there more that you can say about that question?
2: It can be said that if the Lanteans possessed that ability, then it would have to hone in on a lot of advanced technology that have to grow and basically be able to unearth the different properties of the crystals.
3: Were there great crystals that could capture and store energy from the Sun, the Moon and other cosmic energies? Yes. Were the energies of the great crystals used as a spiritual tool for those who could handle the energy?
2: Yes, and the problem is when a crystal is charged in a way that you are discussing, it would have to take a very unique person to be able to handle that energy. So just as you can think of electricity and that the conduit for the electricity has to be something that is not going to be destroyed.
3: Was the energy of the great crystals used for rejuvenation of the human body and the transmission of energy through the land, through the land-like radio waves which powered crafts and vehicles that traverse the land, through the sky and under the sea, at the speed of sound.
2: That could be said.
3: Was the energy of the great crystals used to levitate huge stones by altering and nullifying gravity through a higher understanding of the workings of nature, sound and vibrations?
2: Not really nullifying gravity, but more becoming one with gravity, so understanding how all the energies go together as one.
3: Were the great crystals referred to as tui stones or forest stones they were described as huge in size, six-sided, cylindrical in length, prismatic in shape, opalescent, and able to be tuned to various levels to produce power?
2: Some of the powerful crystals were described as that, yes.
3: Were the great crystals housed in insulated domes? Yes. Could the crystals generate a large amount of heat and light to be seen glowing, hence the name Firestone? Yes. Did a disaster starting around 28,000 years BC? 28,000 BC occurred due to the overtuning or overcharging of the largest crystal generator located near the so called Bermuda Triangle?
2: In a way, yes, but also trying to use the crystals for things that were not appropriate. So it was the intentional use of the crystal.
3: Were incredible amounts of energy stored inside something like an underground battery to eventually become overloaded, causing an, a, a massive explosion?
2: That could be said.
3: Were there major disturbances within the Earth's crust, causing sinking in the landmass of Atlantis?
2: Among other things, yes.
3: Does every living body emanate both physical and spiritual vibrations, producing different tones, much like the vibration that is created when the string of a musical instrument is played?
2: Yes, everything emits its own waves. So yes, that could be said.
3: Are there physical and spiritual vibrations associated with a person's aura? Yes. I think we don't have time for another question before the break, so can you take us into the break, Justina?
2: Yes, I will. And after this break, we'll continue. But you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. Simultv.com. Simultv.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com.
1: Simultv.com.
2: Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And um, before the break, we're going through the questions and the psychic insight about crystals and stones.
3: Yes. Here's the next question. As recommended in Edgar Casey's life readings, can gemstones, metals, and minerals give off particular vibrations? raising the tone of the body to a higher vibration with healing results?
2: Again, this would be done with intention of healing, etc. So it wouldn't be as simple as setting a crystal next to someone.
3: Does energy medicine work by raising the vibrations in the body, releasing blockages caused by emotional traumas or health issues?
2: In a way, yes. It's more complicated than that, again, since there are more steps than just simply looking at a person and healing them. But it does help release energy blockages, things that are not for the person's best good. So you can think of it as clearing out the negative energy and bringing in more positivity.
3: Are there, as in Eastern thought, seven primary energy centers known as chakras that relate to certain organs and human needs, each associated with a color?
2: That could be said.
3: Can these energy vortexes be activated for healing using vibrational medicine?
2: Again, it would take a specialized person, so not just anyone. But if the belief in the healing is there in both parties, then yes, it could work.
3: Are there several subtle energy fields around our bodies, including the astral, mental and causal layers, which energy medicine can help to tune, open up, release, transform and heal by enlivening and energizing them?
2: That could be said, yes.
3: Why did Edgar Casey especially recommend the use of forms of lapis, including lapis lazuli, lapis lugarius, as well as crystal or turquoise, and probably laminar?
2: Those were what he was drawn to, so that's why he wrote about it so much. So again, it's up to each individual person to be drawn to what they want to be. So to go into a crystal or stone store and be drawn to the crystals or stones that they are drawn to, since there is no right or wrong answer.
3: Is Lapis Ligurius, as found on the northwest coast of Italy, an old word for zircon? Yes. Is Larimar the blue stone with extraordinary healing attributes associated with the finding of part of Atlantis, as described by Edgar Cayce?
2: That could be said.
3: According to Wicca, are crystals used in magic because of their power to conduct magical energy? Yes. In Wicca, can a person's energy, intent, and power be focused into a crystal to blend with the magical properties that the crystal already possesses? Yes. Does this combined energy make spells more powerful?
2: That's the belief, yes. Is it
3: important to cleanse the residual energy in crystals?
2: Yes, it is.
3: Can the energy of a crystal be cleansed by placing it under running water, exposing it to the light of the full moon, burying it in the earth? Or by use of sage or by other means?
2: All of those, including leaving it in the sunlight too, which was not mentioned.
3: How long would it have to leave how long would you have to leave them in the sunlight?
2: Sunlight would be for a few hours, so not very long.
3: Are crystals helpful when placed nearby when sleeping to promote rest and relaxation or to help remember and interpret dreams?
2: That could be said, yes.
3: Can crystals when carried on a person help promote communication, honesty and concentration?
2: Yes, but again it needs to be stated that the belief has to be within that person. So if someone who's a skeptic, for example, puts a crystal in their purse and believes that all of a sudden they will become the best communicator ever, that's very unlikely to occur. So it might be just in the small ways where the person could communicate better. And there also has to be this belief, and they believe a crystal may actually help them. So they don't have to fully believe, but they need to be open to the idea.
3: Can crystals help with the, with writing of spells or a list of intentions to supercharge the spells or intentions?
2: In a lot of beliefs and cultures, yes, that's what could be said.
3: Can crystals be used to direct energy to where it is wanted to go? Yes. From a new age perspective, can harnessing the natural powers of crystals and gemstones provide a guide for physical, mental, or emotional healing, restoration, and cleansing routines? Yes. Can clear crystals or color crystals together or on their own hold incredibly unique and powerful properties that heal, mend, and revive energy and spirit? Yes. Can modern healers use crystals and gemstones to affect a particular outcome because of the entity's ability to transform and conduct energy.
2: That could be said.
3: Do pyramids focus and amplify energy? Yes. Can crystal balls made of glass with no crystalline structure distribute energy in all directions? Yes. Glass is not crystalline. It is uh, it has its own vib- uh, sorry, I'll start again. Glass is not crystalline. Has it its own vibration and energy properties?
2: Correct, just like anything else. So just like metals would have their own different energy structure, what they're best at, you could say. So each property is unique. So anything that's naturally from the earth, such as metals, crystals, even glass, which is manufactured from the earth, has its own unique properties.
3: In Reiki, can crystals and stones help with healing, meditation, track chakra balancing, or to attune and cleanse the aura?
2: Yes, among other things,
3: yes. Is it useful to use stones with colors corresponding to the colors of the seven chakras?
2: Yes and no. So for some, yes, that works the best. But for others, it's maybe that one stone or crystal may be switched out for a different one.
3: Can a crystal grid amplify the qualities and energy of the individual stones with lines of high-frequency light linking them to create a vortex of energy?
2: In some people's minds, yes, but that becomes a lot more complex.
3: Is the high-frequency light energy not visible?
2: In a way, yes.
3: Can clear quartz absorb frequencies and magnify magical intentions to be able to be used for healing or to increase positive vibrations?
2: Again, yes and no. So it goes back to the belief, and if the belief is there.
3: Can amethyst help tap into psychic powers and access a higher state of consciousness as well as offering protection by clearing negative energies?
2: That could be said, yes.
3: Can jade aid concentration and the development of psychic potential, as well as helping achieve a high mysticism level and the discovery of obscure aspects of the personality? Yes. Can petrified wood help eliminate worries about meaningless matters and provide strength? Yes. Can sunstone be used to eliminate fears and stress, as well as increasing vitality, independence, and originality?
2: That could be said, yes.
3: How is it best to select a particular type of crystal or polished stone, and how is it best to use it to help others as well as yourself?
2: So the biggest advice that can be given is to select whichever crystals or stones that you are actually drawn to. So they may be the ones that look the prettiest, they may be the ones that you see right away, but it is usually the ones that you are attracted to right away. So that doesn't mean that you can't go back to the same place multiple times or find them in nature, etc. It just means find the ones that you will find right away and don't second-guess your decision. And for the use of crystals or stones, basically it's up to one's belief to use them in a way that they seem fit. So some people just like the look of them, like having them in their house, feel that it might be protecting them, making the room look better, etc. While other people want to use them for healing, which is fine or other people just want to want to have them around as a collection. So however a person wants to use them, that is basically their belief and what they want to use the selection for. But overall, different crystals and stones are becoming more mainstream and are seen in everyday stores now. So if a person just wants to put, for example, a candle holder that has different crystals on it in their home, that's totally fine. Crystals and stones don't have to only be used for healing, but they can be used for decor or also in a combination of decor and healing.
3: That was the last answer. Are the power and properties of crystals and stones too good to be true?
2: That depends on what you are prepared to believe.
3: Well, before this week or a few days ago, I didn't realize that uh, this area of uh, commerce was so much uh, of a big business. It seems to be uh, something that the rich and famous are involved in.
2: Well, it also seems that it's becoming a lot more mainstream, so there's many different stores that you can go to and just go get stuff that has crystals or actually get crystals, which, as of a few years ago, you couldn't really do that. You couldn't just walk in. You would have to go to specialized stores for crystals.
3: Yeah, and I've always had the feeling that uh, um, maybe I'm, a, I'm an old Scrooge, but um, you know, if you've got a diamond, it, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to be... Uh, uh, to be big enough, and um, there are other more interesting stones that have got nice colors and uh, are much uh, much cheaper, and uh, it makes you wonder what's behind it all.
2: Yes, I think another point that we should probably take away from this episode which I took away was that it's interesting how celebrities all of a sudden start with these trends so they start with oh well there's crystals we should use them we should incorporate them and it kind of dwindles down from the celebrities and the people that we see all the time on social media and then it spreads to the everyday person so I feel like that these different so-called trends come in and now crystals for some reason now are on trend.
3: Yeah, and these seem to be people involved in fashion and uh, popular culture. And I had no idea that Hollywood actress uh, Gwyneth Paltrow had such a big business going. I think, uh, well, I, re- I recall some time ago when she started out that she was rather a figure of fun. But it seems like... Um, and she doesn't only do crystal and stones. She does a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I don't know if she does that much in the way of crystals and stones. But anyway, this whole... Um, this whole movement is, is is really surprising. I just it just seems to have uh, crawled up upon us.
2: Well, on that note, if anyone has any suggestions for the show, you're welcome to contact us at our Facebook page at Too Good to Be True or our website TooGoodToBeTrue.net, with the first two spelled T W O. And as always, thank you so much to the listeners, and we look forward to next week's show.
4: Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. If you are looking for a safe zero-calorie natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for.